the words mercy and compassion are often used to describe Christianity. So what do you do when a person on the street corner asks you for money? What if it's obvious they need it? What if there are laws against it? What is the best response for a Christian, for you, for the needy, and for society as a whole? This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. Yes. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here is today's host, Dr. Barry Creamer. It's a great privilege to sit in today for Jerry Johnson. I look forward to talking to you about a subject Uh, an issue that all of us face one way or another, and uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to call in pretty quickly here to give us your opinion about this. I know when we bring up the topic of the homeless or the indigent or the impoverished or however you want to describe this uh, situation or this problem or those individuals who are facing that crisis in their lives, or for some of them just facing a different uh, style of life than most of us would be comfortable with or accept, uh, when we're talking about that subject, I know uh, you tend to to think of it only as uh, those people out there that I never really have to deal with, but I probably ought to send some money to every once in a while to deal with one way or another to get them off my conscience. But I want to deal with it at a more practical level because uh, we have to live together in this society and in this culture, and we are brought face-to-face with the homeless or the indigent or the impoverished or the panhandling swindlers also uh, on a daily basis. Basis, a regular basis, and not just here in downtown Dallas either, although it happens here all of the time. I, I run into it more here than I do anywhere else I go. But uh, also in my hometown of Arlington, where I live, uh, when I get off of I-30 uh, there at Field Road, there's often somebody sitting there asking for money or asking for beer or asking for whatever it is they want to say. So uh, I want us to figure out how we're supposed to react to people like that. Most days when I drive to this college to teach or to come do this, uh, I exit I-30, I approach Haskell. And there's somebody uh, sitting down there at the intersection uh, or standing there walking back and forth along the the cars that are stopped at the red light and asking for help. And and, and I guarantee you this, it never ceases to amaze me how often somebody rolls down their window and they reach out their hand and they hand them uh, a little wad of bills or of change or uh, some kind of money that they give to this person. Now, I'm, I'm sitting and watching that and thinking, what are they doing? I'm upset to begin with because they're giving money to this person person who's begging on the street corner. Now, I know some of you are probably thinking to yourself, what? why would he be upset? Shouldn't we give money to people who are poor or who need help? And I, and I want to hear your opinion on that. I really do. I want you to be able to share that opinion with us. I'll give you the number in just a second to start calling. But before I can even finish being upset that they're giving money to somebody who's just begging for money, 
I get upset because they roll down their window right when the light turns green, which means I'm going to miss a whole cycle of lights because they take 10 minutes to hand their money to somebody and give them whatever word it is they want to say to them while they're handing them the money. Okay, okay, I'll admit I've got a bad attitude. I'll admit that's my problem. I'll, I'll get rid of that problem. But I still need to deal with the first issue, which is, is it really the right thing to do to hand that person money? Or if you say, well, I'm not going to hand them money. I'm going to take them across the street and get them some food. Is that the right thing to do? I want us to figure out how we ought to react to this problem because it is a constant problem. And along the way, I'm going to admit to you, it also never ceases to amaze me how much poverty there is, even in downtown Dallas. When I was riding DART one time, I remember uh, being on the light rail, going through downtown, looking out the window, just kind of standing there, minding my own business, but looking out the window, seeing a guy uh, digging through the trash and pulling out a piece of bread. I don't know if it had meat in it or as a sandwich or what it was, but he pulled out a piece of bread and just started eating the piece of bread right out of the trash can. Now, I know you've all seen that. I, I know it shouldn't surprise me or shock me, but something that morning just made me humble that I didn't have to do that and grateful that I didn't have to do that. And that also means that I, I look at another person who is doing that for, for whatever reason, whether they brought it on themselves or not, and I cannot look at them in a, in a completely calloused way. There has to be something in us of compassion and kindness. And the truth of the matter is, as Christians, we especially can't ignore the fact that we ought to be compassionate and kind. So I want to have a heart that's sensitive to people's needs, but I don't want to equip them to remain in that need. The number for you to call, if you have an opinion on whether you'd give money to somebody who's homeless or not, somebody who approached your car or not, uh, the number to call is 1-800-881-9270. We'd love to hear your opinion on it. I'd love to hear your opinion of where the problem comes from, what the solution is, but most importantly right now, just of when you've been approached, whether you gave the money or not, whether you think it's the right thing to do or not. Maybe you do it and you know full well it's not the right thing to do. Maybe you don't do it and you're convicted that you ought to do it, but you're just so cheap you won't give them the money. I'm not sure that'd be a good thing either. So uh, I don't know what it is, but you call in. Tell us how you're handling it. The number again is 1-800-881-9270. Of course, you can always email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com, and uh, we'll try to get to all of those emails that we can. Now, uh, I uh, have mentioned before, uh, by the way, we've got a few callers already calling in, so I appreciate that. I'm glad you're calling in. We want to hear what you have to say about it. But uh, I've mentioned before uh, the conflict here, so I'm just going to remind you again. This is the basic question. Is it possible to be compassionate without giving someone the money that's just going to let them go do whatever habit they do, whatever thing they do already? And is it possible for us to be responsible and hold the individuals responsible without giving up the notion of compassion? Well, Sue in Fort Worth, this is Barry Creamer. Thanks for calling. Uh, yeah, um, I was listening to you on the radio. And I work at Taco Bell. Okay, appreciate that. And we always have homeless people coming and begging and, you know, and uh, as a matter of fact, yesterday uh, we had a homeless person in there disturbing our customers. And sorry to say, we ended up having to call the police on them because but know, the, but, but, it, but it is a big problem. Well, sure. And I, I'm just, I don't even want you to say, I'm sorry we had to call the police on them. I, I mean, I'm sorry too, but... You can't maintain business if every time somebody comes into your store, people are asking them for money, right? Right. You know, and, you know, I told this guy, you know, I was homeless myself, and I have three children. And, you know, we went into the shelter, and the shelters, you know, granted, they're not that great, but right. they do provide you with food and a place to right. stay. Right, right. 
And, um, you know, I, I kind of directed him that way. Good. Because, you know, it is a growing problem. Hey, good for you. You know, and even though I was homeless, not one time did I ever beg. Yeah. And I'm I have three children. And, and that's a huge difference you know? here because uh, there are different ways of responding to a crisis, and there is a better way of responding to a crisis than walking up to other people and saying, hey, you ought to give me your money. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I appreciate you calling in, Sue. That, that really is helpful, and I, and I appreciate you. Hey, w- Sue, if you're still on the line, let me ask you real quickly. Uh, would you give money to a person who just walked up to you and asked for it? Is there a time when you would do that, or is there not any time you would do that? Um, it kind of depends. Um, if it's a woman, I'm more likely to give okay. it to a woman than I am a man. Because <laughs> I just feel that the men that are homeless, sure. you know, they can, they can work. Sure. I understand and what you're saying. a lot of times it... I'm afraid it'll go to alcohol or drugs. Right. Sure. Well, and that's a problem for women also, but I do think you're suggesting something we want to ask tonight, which is, is there a way to tell when it would be appropriate to give somebody money or not, or do we have to have some kind of a hard and fast rule to respond to that? So, Sue, thanks for a great call and uh, helpful on both sides of it. Since you've seen both sides of the situation, you seem to have a pretty good grasp on it. Kathy on li- uh, in Fort Worth, I appreciate your calling also. Uh, what do you have for us today, Kathy? Well, I think you have to look at the situation and pray about it. When you see someone there, you listen to the Lord leading in your heart. There's only been a couple of times that I have felt like I need to give this person something. Right. Most of the time, I will not. Right. So uh, in general, you're saying I'm not going to give them any money, but you pray about it. Now, when I pray about it, or sometimes I won't, I won't be praying about it, but just something inside me says, you need to go ahead and give this person something. Are you are, do you are you confident that thing inside of you is the Holy Spirit and and yes. uh, not just some kind of a sensitivity I, on your own part? Or no, I really don't think it is because I, I I'm I'm not saying I'm not sensitive to their situation. Sure, but I am very cautious about what I do. Sure, as a woman, I wouldn't just you know, start handing out stuff to people. Sure, good. I'm not sure what they're going to do. Okay, so you have, a, you have a cautious nature about you, and you're reluctant to do it, but you might do it if uh, yes. the situation uh, inclines itself and if your heart says, hey, I if think I the Lord wants the me to do this. Of the Holy Spirit that says, yeah. you need to do that. Well, to be honest, I mean, it's hard for me to figure out for sure when the Holy Spirit's telling me something like that or if it's just my gut feeling telling me, but I will say as Christians, we want to live there. We want to live in a place where we're seeking the Lord guidance from moment to moment. So I do think Most that's certainly. helpful, Kathy. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate your calling in and sharing that with us. Stephanie uh, in Garland, thanks for calling in. What do you think about this? Hey, I just needed to make a comment. Um, sure. I, I really think that it's just, you know, if somebody asks me for something and I have food in my car, sure, I will give them food every day if I have it in my car. But just the other day, I mean, my husband and I were in Houston. We're not even from Houston. We just pulled into a parking lot to look something up on a computer real quick. And this man asked for some gas money. It's always a typical story, you know. I'm right. stranded visiting my my mother in the hospital. Just need to get right. home. I'm from Arlington. Well, we, uh, you know, told, he told, I left it up to my husband because I usually don't talk to any strange man. But right. since my husband was with me, you know, he pulled out a ten dollar bill and gave my husband gave my husband gave him Yikes. you know his his business card and gave him every opportunity to pay us back but you know we're not we're not wanting to for them to pay sure. back, but sure, just, but, but you know, you'd love for him to be responsible. That wouldn't be bad. Right. Yeah. Right, but you know, it just just like the the 
caller before, you know, just depend on the Holy Spirit, and sure. and it's between them and God what they do with the money. Sure. Well, and I, I, I kind of agree with that part of it now. We don't want to get—in fact, we had an email here from uh, a listener who suggested that Christ doesn't hold back from helping people just because they might abuse that fact. I mean, I, I remember the story of the lepers who are healed, and the question he asks when only one returns with gratitude, so where are the nine? Uh, I, I do understand that we're not going to limit our compassion or who we are as people based on how people respond respond to that. Uh, right, and, and you know, we can't reach people for the Lord until we feed them. You know, he says to feed them. Well, you know what, I, I, I want to, now I want to talk about that for a minute, because yeah. I, I think this is interesting that, 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 you're, uh, that you're making this statement. I, I do think it's true sometimes people aren't going to listen until we feed them, but you know, there are other times when the Lord led people out into the wilderness, and he spent three days teaching them before he worried about whether they were hungry or not. Uh, that's what right. happens at the beginning of Mark 8, for instance. So, you know, sometimes he meets their physical need and then their spiritual need, but sometimes mm-hmm. he doesn't. Sometimes yeah. he goes straight for the spiritual need, and they have to worry about the physical need later. I, I think that's an interesting thing. But but you're right. A lot of times, if we're going to talk to him about something spiritual, we've got to bring up the physical first. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for your call. I, I appreciate that very much. Uh, I, listen, we've got the, the lines lighted, lit up right now, so we're going to have plenty of people calling in apparently on this subject. I think all of you have probably been approached by somebody at an intersection where um, you realized you were either going to have to keep your window rolled up, stare forward and act as if they weren't there, or uh, look at them and shake your head and say no, or you were going to have to roll down your window and give some money to somebody. You have no idea what they're going to do with it. Uh, I will say, uh, if somebody does the wrong thing with the money, that is their responsibility, not mine. I'm not blaming myself for what someone else does with the money. But I also want to do what's going to be best for that person in the long run, and not just for that person, but for other people too. And man, when we're giving money to the homeless, uh, we're creating all kinds of problems. Now, I know we have some callers still on the line. We're going to get to you right after the break, so I'm going to encourage you to hold on the line. And if you haven't called yet, feel free to call after the break. Again, the number is 1-800-881-9270. Or you can email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. I want you to feel free to contact us. Let us know what you're thinking about this. I also want you to start thinking about the consequences of every time you hand somebody money like that. Not just the consequences for that person. Of course, it's going to ease the pressure on them for that moment. It may be a person whose need is genuine whose presentation of that need is sincere, but it still might not be the best thing for you to do to ease the tension in their life that's coming from their lack right now. So I want to talk about all of that when we come back. I want to get your take on what you would do. And I, I, I just want to ask you, if you do or don't give them the money, is that the best way? And what do you think the best way is to help them? You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live with Barry Creamer, and we'll be right back. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. 
Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's today's host, Dr. Barry Creamer. Hey, this may not be Theology Day. I'm usually here for those uh, days when we just let you call in and ask any theological question you want. But there are some theological issues at stake. Now, I know we've got at least three callers holding on the line. We're going to get to you just as quick as we can. It'll be just a moment if you'll just keep holding. Uh, I do want to mention that there is a theological issue at stake here. I had a friend who would never pass by a panhandler without giving him money. I mean, every single time he passed by anybody who had a need, he would give them money. If he had time, he'd walk them across the street, buy them something at McDonald's. But, uh, you know, I, I would talk to him about it. I would suggest to him the things I said to you during the first segment, whether we agree on this or not, I'm, I'm just telling you up front, I, I'm not for giving money to them in, in, by any stretch of the imagination. I would tell him all of that, and, uh, you know, his response was simply to say what some of you have suggested, and that is we have to be compassionate no matter what the biblical model of Christianity uh, contains in it, compassion, kindness, and giving, and especially considering the need of the poor. Christ was first to respond to the needs of the poor. Uh, James's way of saying it at the end of uh, his first chapter is pure religion and defiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, uh, aside from keeping ourselves wholly unblemished from the world. The, the point is that he chooses fatherless and widows because the orphans and those who don't have a husband to provide for them in that culture were the ones who were destitute. They had nowhere else to turn. And he's just saying, we are supposed to go to them and provide for their need. And in the, in the very next chapter, in James chapter 2, he says, for instance, uh, when we choose the wealthy over the poor, we've created a problem. Now, I'll agree with that. We, we have to stop being being uh, economic bigots in our churches and in our ministries. We have to reach out to the poor. So I'm going to agree with all of that. But he concludes it by saying, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what good have you done? What does it profit? So this is my question. How do we take that and apply it without simply enabling people to continue to live in their poverty and want or to continue to live in their self-destructive state? And I understand there's a difference between those two statements. I'm not sure whether in our culture there's a difference between those two states. I, again, I understand there's a difference between saying someone is impoverished and that someone is living in a self-destructive lifestyle. But I, I am curious whether you really think there's a difference between those two states states in our culture, uh, because we have a pretty strong economy, and it's not impossible for someone to make it here. Okay, well, uh, you guys who've been holding on, I appreciate your holding on the line. Ross, I'm going to get to you first. I appreciate your calling. What do you have for us today? I just had a comment. Uh, lately, in the past two years, my uh, vision of what I'm supposed to do uh, when, encounter, when, having, when uh-huh. encountered by a homeless person sure. uh, has radically changed, okay. uh, mostly because of my wife. Uh, so you've become more compassionate. I've become, uh, well, more compassionate, but at the same time, she's uh, worked with the homeless for several years, and so she was oh. able to give me some advice on how to deal All with right. it, because I was one of those guys that uh, I would just give money oh. every time I saw them. You were already a bleeding heart. So I, I was a bleeding heart, yes. <laughs> Where are you so now? I, uh, in meeting my wife, she had worked with the homeless in uh, numerous states, 
and uh-huh. she what she does is she always keeps food on hand. Gotcha. Uh, to some degree, whether it's fruit or something healthy, usually is what she likes. That's a good so idea. I always try to keep food on 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 me in some form or fashion. That's a good and idea. If I am encountered with a homeless person and, and they want money, I can always offer them food. And if they take it, I've had quite a few turn me down because they say that they would rather have a beer or something like that. Sure. And so I let them turn me down. That's their right, choice. But right. I certainly offer them food. But you're offering them some help. Um, and I will always take them. That's an interesting idea. Across uh, the street or something like that to get them some food. But okay. I do not feel comfortable with giving them money because. Uh, well, sure. I, I do not. I just don't know. I, I tell them that, and I say I don't know you, and I don't know what you'll do with it. Sure. I hope you understand that. Sure. And I'm. Uh, boy, I I understand that one. Now, I, I mean, I would have to reach under my seat and find an old French fry or something like that. So I, I don't carry food around with me. But I do think that's a good idea idea. Uh, I, I don't mind that suggestion. I, I, I will say there's a little frustration I have when I'm even when I'm trying to do that just because of the number of swindlers there are out there who use this as a means for uh, in any way buttressing their income. I mean, I had one guy back when I was a pastor, he called our church and asked for help and uh, we helped him. And then he called again and asked for help again. And by, by saying we helped him, what I mean is I went to a gas station and I put gas in his van so he could get to a job that he said he had. So I literally drove out there and put the gas in his van. He called back for help again, and we said, uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to help you. I'm not going not to be able to do it this time. Uh, we can only help a person one time in so much period of time and so on like that. And his response to me was um, that he that he that he this is this is how he reacted first he tried to talk me into it over and over again and then when he realized i wasn't going to give he started cursing he started cursing me he started cursing the church and then finally he said this and i'll tell you what you blankety blank he was saying on the phone to me now i was just listening and kind of thinking man what what is up with this guy but he finally says well i'll tell you what you blankety blank when you did buy me gas i had the money for gas i just turned around and took that money and went and bought a bunch of beer what do you think about that and then he Hung up. Now, I'm not saying everybody does that, and that didn't change my opinion about whether I'd be willing to help somebody or not, because I want to help people because I'm supposed to be compassionate. I want to help people because I am compassionate, but the reality is sometimes it's because I'm supposed to be compassionate. So I want to do it because of kindness. I want to do it because of grace and mercy. And so I'm not going to change my mind because somebody abuses it. But I will say, whether we're equipping them with cash or something else, we're still equipping the same kind of situation. And just economically, how do we avoid doing that? What are we supposed to do? I know we still have uh, some callers on the line. Uh, Let me see. Charlie, I think we have you on hold here. Charlie, I appreciate your calling in. I appreciate your holding so long also. What do you have for us today? Well, thank you very much. Uh, First of all, every day before I leave my house, I speak to God and ask him, whomever it is that I'm supposed to impact that particular day, uh-huh. to put those people in my view, in my path. Amen. I like that. And whenever, and I have given money, I have given food, and I will give money and food okay. again for the simple reasons that I'm trusting God to hold up his end of the bargain toward me <laughs> well, I'm when not... I do certain things. Now, sure. when I give out money, <laughs> I keep tracks on my person and in my car. Okay, so you I give them some form of the gospel, too. I a good track that will get those people interested in, t- 
and about God. Yeah. I put the money on top of the track and give them both at the same time. I, I respect that. I, I do. I respect the fact that you're not just saying to them, I'll give you what you want, but you're saying to them, I'm going to give you what you need, too, exactly. which is exactly. a word from the Lord. Can I uh, Can I just ask you now, I don't know what city you live in. I'm not going to ask, but... I, I'll tell you where, okay. I, where I live, and we have a... Where, what city do you live in? I live in Denton, Texas. Okay, and, well, y'all don't have this law, but in Dallas, you know, the law is we can't give money in Dallas to a panhandler uh, without being liable for a fine. Now, I don't see it enforced. It may be enforced. I, I've never seen it enforced. We have a law here in the city of Denton. It is illegal. Okay, same way. on the street. Oh, oh, but see, our, now that's, uh, that's true here, too. But I'm saying here, the law is we can't give them money without us being liable to a fine. What I was so. going to go in there for, and we are part of the, of the Golden Triangle, which right. is inclusive of Dallas right. and Fort Worth. So we haven't gotten that law in our area yeah. Yet. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I was just curious if that would change somebody's mind about whether they would give it or not. So I appreciate the fact that you're willing to share the gospel with them, that you want to get a track to them also. I will say I, I don't have any doubt that God's going to hold up his end of the bargain. Uh, I, I, know the, I know that's the chief responsibility. But, you know, in God holding up his end of the bargain, we don't just close our eyes and wish for the best. Uh, we do pray. We ask for God's leadership and we ask for wisdom in it. But then we're, so, we're also supposed to do what is the prudent thing to do. There is a wise man who looks well to his going in the proverb, and I want to be like that man. I know we still have a couple of folks holding on the line that I need to get to, and they've been holding for a while. So, uh, Vicki, I appreciate your holding and waiting, and uh, I want to hear what you have to say. What do you think about all this? Well, now, uh, last November, uh, I'm in Arlington. Okay, that's where I, I live. I at Walgreens, then on Collins. Yep. And I went in, got prescriptions from a granddaughter. I came out. I saw this couple sitting on the bench, but I just walked on out to my car. Okay. The man spoke up and said, ma'am, could you give us money to go across the street to Taco Bell and get us something to eat? All right. Well, Taco Bell's getting coverage tonight. Go ahead. I turned around, went over, and I said, I'm going to do better than that. I'm I'm going over to the sub sandwich, and y'all get in the car, and I'll take you over there. I agree. I'd rather get a sub, too. Go ahead, though. And one day, uh, down at Deer Queen on uh, Random Mill, I gave a lady $10. Okay, so you just gave her the cash. Well, she, I did because um, she did not ask for it. I just walked up and gave it to her because right. she was sitting there, and she looked hungry. Right. And I could tell by the way she was dressed. and I, She, was so she didn't ask for it. You just gave it to her. The biggest smile came across her face, and she went over and bought her some food. Right. Let, let me just hear this clearly. She didn't ask for it. You just gave it to her. That's right. Oh, okay. I could look at the woman. Okay. And I, she was sitting there. Okay, I got you. And uh, now I do think that's a, that's a different she picture. Was hungry. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for the and call, the Vicky. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I, I, not only thanks for the call, but thanks for being considerate and aware of your surroundings and willing to help people. I think that's really important for us as Christians to do. But I, I'm going to tell you, everybody, when you give money to somebody who's homeless, I just want you to think about this for a second. When you give money to somebody who's indigent or somebody who's poor or somebody who's panhandling, I do want you to think about this for a minute. My son rides Dart a lot of times. He'll take the TRE over here to Dallas and downtown. He'll take the light rail over to the school where he goes. 
goes, First Baptist Academy. And when he was writing, I asked him if he ever had anybody approach him to ask him for money. Because, look, when I'm on TRE or DART, if somebody talks to me, it's because they're going to ask me for money. Nobody else even looks at you. So, I mean, you just don't talk. And when somebody talks, it's because they're going to ask for money. I've tried to talk to people just to be friendly about the church. But I asked him if anybody did. He said, yeah. He said one time somebody approached him and said, you know, the Lord told me you had change in your pocket and that you needed to give it to me. And he said, you know, he was right. I had change in my pocket, but I didn't give it to him. Uh, I, I don't want my son approached by the indigent asking for money. And I don't want to equip people who want to ask for money to continue to do so. And in Canada, they've had a real problem with this. We're going to talk about that when we come back. We're also going to talk to somebody who actually knows something about how to do something to solve this problem, to help solve the problem, and to deal with people in a way that's beneficial to them and to the Lord's kingdom and to the society as a whole. Bobby Worthington's going to be with us at the bottom of the hour, and uh, we're going to discuss his work uh, with the Inner City Chapel and the things he's done in the past with the Dallas Life Foundation, what he does now with First Baptist Church downtown. Uh, We're going to talk through some of the things that he's gone through. If you're on the line and can hold, I want you to be able to talk to him. Appreciate your listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Stay with us until after this informative break. listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's today's host, Dr. Barry Creamer. I'm pleased to be uh, substituting for Jerry Johnson today. We're talking about whether we ought to give handouts to the indigent. We've been uh, uh, having some callers call in and talk with us about it. We've got somebody in studio now to talk about it, too. I I know we do have a caller that's been holding on the line through the break. I want to give you an opportunity to to take care of what you had on your mind, and also it'll give us an opportunity to ask these things to Bobby while he's here. So, uh, Jenny, I know you were holding on the line through the break. Thanks so much for holding so patiently. What do you think about what's going on here? Well, I just want to share an experience. As a nurse, when I was interviewing a patient doing a social assessment, he shared what he was as an occupation was. And he took the flat out. He's faced by the panhandle. He shared that he can make forty to Okay. Jenny, I hate to do this because your uh, phone is breaking up on us, but I think I got the point of what you were noticing, that you had somebody who had come to this social clinic where you worked, and you were talking to him about what he did, and the gist is he said he could make good money acting as a panhandler, uh, and that's why he was doing it. Thanks for uh, waiting and telling us that. Now, I do think that's a serious problem. There is a lot of fraud out there, and uh, I'll I'll be honest with you. The reason I asked Bobby to come in the studio with us, Bobby Worthington, uh, Bobby's worked with uh, the Dallas Life Foundation, Inner City Chapel, First Baptist Dallas for years and years. He's worked with those different organizations in different capacities. But he's been working with homeless and indigent and people in all kinds of needs for a long time. And the reason I really invited him to the studio is because I am so hard, cold, and calloused. Okay, I'm not, I, I don't want to be entirely that way, but I mean really. I'm, I, I'm pretty economic about this thing. And, and in economics, you just say if somebody's hungry, their hunger needs to drive them to get a job, not to drive them to somebody who's going to give them food so they won't get a job. So I, that's pretty hard, cold, callous. I admit it. That's not a very uh, compassionate route to take. That's me. Bobby has a conscience. 
And so I've invited him to be the compassionate and conscientious Christian in this room while I'm being so cold and callous. No, in reality, I do want to be compassionate, Bobby. I really do. Uh, And I just want to know, uh, I'm saying to people, don't give them cash. Uh, We're saying even if you give them food sometimes, you're just enabling them to spend their cash on something else. Um, I'm going to ask you in a minute about where you've come from and what you're working with now, what you're doing. But just what's your first take on on that fact that there's so many cheats out there, there's so many panhandlers who are just doing it as a job. Uh, What would be your first reaction to somebody who just says, well, I think they're just cheating us? Well, the first reaction would be when you do investigate and find like uh, Jenny did there, she took the time to listen, Mm -hmm. which is important. Right. And uh, when you do discover that, you don't want to feed that type of thing. Right. Sure. Okay. But uh, you do have to take each um, situation on its own merit or you end up hurting people that you're really trying to help. Right. And so you do have to take the time to listen. You do have to pray for discernment because we are there to meet needs. Okay. So just in practical terms, there is a reality of a need out there. There are people who have a legitimate need. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Now, you've been out there enough to know whether that's true or not. So I'm kind of going to take your word for it, but I'm also going to let you share with everybody why you would know that in just a second. But um, along those lines, you said take the time to investigate is it possible uh, for a person who's asked, who, who stopped on the street, you're parked at an intersection, is it possible in that circumstance to investigate sufficiently to give? Now, you know I'm implying no, but I'm really asking you to give me the other side of the story here. If there is another side, and if not, if at the, if at the intersection you just ought to say no, you know, what, what's your take on that? Well, that's a judgment call, of course, uh, just in a moment's time. I think one of the callers mentioned that she prays ahead of time. Sure. And ask the Lord for discernment and uh, to be able to, in her day, to make those calls. And so that's wisdom there. Um, I think also that there are some practical ways that you can become involved. Uh, You can buy uh, bus tickets to um, give out to a person that needs a bus ticket in a moment like that. You can also give them a dark ticket or something like that. Give a dark ticket like that instead of money. You can also buy a $5. Uh, coupon to uh, McDonald's where you're not giving cash, you get right. a coupon. That's not a bad idea. Um, yeah. You yeah, know, that. so that you can give that to them. You could also have some snacks in your car yeah. uh, where you give a snack out to a person. Now, and what you'll find is this if a person is wanting money, they'll reject those things. I got you. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and we had a caller calling to say basically just that, that his wife had worked uh, with the homeless long enough that he had started giving them food, and sometimes they would just say no. Uh, I do think that that seems like a responsible thing to do. Arthur, you've been holding for a while, so I'm going to let you uh, give us your comment, and then if you have a question for Bobby, we'd love for you to be able to ask him, and then I'm going to ask Bobby some more questions, too. Arthur, what do you have for us? Hi there. Um, well, I, um, I feed the homeless at the Bay Resource Center downtown, and Great. I'm part of a group from Northwest Bible Church. Okay. <clears throat> and... Um, we really like to do it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And sure. um, basically, um, you know, a lot of those people have drug problems or mental problems. Um, sometimes right. it's just, sometimes, a lot of times, it's really just, you know, some of them have complexes of different kinds. And when I say complex, I mean, you know, they they have certain kinds of problems. Like, right. uh, like they're afraid of, you know, moving on with their life or... Sure are trying something new and you know a lot of them we go down there we try to love on them feed them food and and be good to them yeah and and it's so important i mean i'm definitely not perfect but at the same time i like to help 
But see, this is a – I appreciate this because it's a planned reaction. It's not just a knee-jerk reaction, and you're actually accomplishing something through the ministry of a church. So, I mean, that I, I assume that's basically your approach too, Bobby. Is that right? That's correct. So, uh, yeah, in, in any way, Arthur, anything else you wanted to throw in? I didn't want to cut you off there. I wasn't trying to. Um, I'm just I'm just glad that people are talking about things like this because it's so important that, you know – Right. As you know, when you're when you're going to high school or you are you're in school, right. Um, oftentimes, um, it seems as if we're not actually preparing. I mean, I know this is kind of off. We're not being exposed to the need. Well, exactly. I mean, it's like sure. some kids. Some kids out there don't understand what it's like yet, and sure. it's like yeah to be out there. On the and we and we need to deal farm. with the reality of it. Also, listen. Um, I, I I just want to say to everybody there are there are programs out there like that. That's why I have Bobby here right now. And uh, there are plenty of people who just don't go to a shelter because uh, they'd rather stay at the intersection because they can make better income, or because the shelter is going to inspect them, going to find out if they're legitimate. So, Bobby, tell us uh, what you've been doing over the last. I don't know, 20 or 25 or how many years you've been working with uh, this kind of a need in the city of Dallas. Tell, tell me, just give us a real brief overview of where you've been working what you've been doing. Well, I've been working with the First Baptist Church of Dallas at, uh, as the pastor of Inner City Chapel. It's located uh, at the Dallas Life Foundation. Mm-hmm. And I had the privilege of uh, ministering there for in my 25th year. Oh, wow. And so working with the homeless and love to do that. And uh, I think the caller mentioned loving on people. That's very important and that you do love them and they sense that and that you're there to meet that need. And uh, compassion is important because compassion looks past the fault to the need of the person. And sometimes meeting the need is saying no, that you don't uh, feed something that you're not supposed to. Yeah. As well as meeting a need that's legitimate, and so that's why taking the time yeah. to now, do it. Now, I just want to—I just want to point out to the audience that the compassionate man in the studio just said, "Sometimes you have to say no to what somebody perceives as their need, while you're still saying yes to needs that are legitimate." Exactly. Right? So. Sometimes, in compassion, you may say, "If you have a drug problem." Your need is recovery. Right. So what you need to do is to check into a drug treatment facility yeah. right. to get recovery, a Christ-centered drug right. treatment facility. And that's not what they're going to be asking for. Hey, would you give me a pass to a drug treatment center? Exactly. Uh, but, but it's what they need. If you take the time and you're working with them as, as believers, right. we're going to believe with all of our heart that Christ is the only answer and that they need to get into those programs like the Golden Gate Baptist Church and Dallas Life Foundation, of course, and um, uh, other programs that have uh, those Christ Centers programs to be able to meet those needs. Fantastic. Uh, Dr. Denny Burke has called in. Uh, Denny, I appreciate your calling in. What do you have for us today? Well, hey, Barry and Bobby, it's a great show. And, uh, well, I just kind of wanted to share my experience with this and, okay. and honestly get Bobby's feedback on this. Okay. Um, I, when I was in college, I had a best friend who stopped to help a homeless guy once, and uh, my buddy said, well, uh, I'll take you across the street here and get some food. He said, where? He said, well, Wendy's. And uh, the guy turned him down and said, well, I don't want any food from Wendy's. Oh, he just didn't want Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I determined... Um, <laughs> From then on, I would just offer to take people uh, that were panhandling, just offer to take them to get food. And right. If they were bluffing, they would say no, and if they right. wanted to go, they would go. Right. So you still do that now? Well, here's my, here's my question to Bobby. I don't feel as comfortable doing that with a family. 
Um, and if I have my family with me, of course, uh, you know, I don't feel like I can do that. I did that a lot as a single man. Oh, I got you. But uh, so, I'm, you know, I'm asking Bobby, what do you think about, you know, maybe we're just too risk averse. Um, what do you think about in terms of uh, protecting a family? There you go. Um, when getting close to homeless people. So what do you think? Well, I think we have to be wise and harmless. Um, we have to use wisdom. You're using that from, from the from, gospel, from, from Matthew. Matthew 10. Right. Yes. And, um, Wise as serpents, harmless, harmless as doves. Yes, and of course that uh, verse, we, we want to be wise in, in what we do. And uh, if, if any way you think that uh, there could be harm to your family, uh, you have to take that in consideration. Uh, but again, you could, have, um, uh, you could have a gift certificate, you know, right. uh, some, those gift certificates or snacks with you. Uh, if you're thinking about that. Just make course, a planned you, investment right, ahead of time, mm-hmm. right? And uh, those type plan. of things. It is, a, it is a risk. I, uh, we're just about to wrap up this segment. We'll, we'll still – are we going to be able to keep you here in the studio for a few more minutes after this segment? Sure. Good. appreciate that. Um, I will say uh, there's a significant risk here. I, I mentioned to you an issue in Canada recently. There was a, a man who was killed. He's in his early 30s. He was approached by some panhandlers, and they killed him. Another man who gave $5 regularly to the panhandlers he passed by in Ontario, Canada. Uh, he would do it every, uh, every time he passed by. They finally ganged up on him and killed him, even though he gave them money every time he asked. So uh, they've had some terrible things, and they've basically outlawed uh, what they call strong panhandling uh, in Ontario, and they're trying to get that repealed. So you're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking about a, a significant issue in our city. I want to encourage you to hang on past the break and uh, join us again. If you're looking for a college experience that is distinctively Christian, come to Criswell College. Contact us today for information about the upcoming term. Criswell College places a strong emphasis on the Word of God, a Christian worldview, and being an effective witness to a world that needs Jesus Christ. Criswell College is totally committed to the Bible as the authoritative, inspired, and inerrant Word of God to ensure that every student receives a solid biblical and doctrinal foundation. Our worldview approach to ministry prepares every Criswell College student to view each academic discipline through a Christian frame of reference and to engage our culture and the world of ideas from a Christian perspective. Along with this word and worldview emphasis, each Criswell College student gets hands-on ministry training in missions and evangelism to be an effective witness through mission trips at home and abroad. Contact Criswell College today for information about the upcoming term. Call 1-800-899-0012 or on the web go to criswell.edu. That's chriswell.edu. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's today's host, Dr. Barry Creamer. Hey, this has been a really fun Friday. I've enjoyed talking with you about this topic. Apparently, a lot of people confront this. Uh, I, I figured it would be the case because everywhere I drive, uh, there's somebody asking for money. Every time I walk through downtown, there's somebody who approaches me and asks ask me for some amount of money. And uh, we're trying to deal with how responsible it is for us to help them and in what responsible ways we can help them. Now, uh, Dr. Burke called a few minutes ago, and uh, he was making the comment that he likes to take someone to a restaurant. But, he, but, he, but he's sort of putting his family at risk now when he was a single man. And uh, I don't know if you know – if you've ever seen Dr. Burke, he's, he's a linebacker. You know, I mean, he's a big guy. And uh, he's built straight up and uh, lean and mean. I'd hate to mess with him anywhere. Uh, except that he's such a nice guy. But uh, I say that only for the next 
next time that I see him so that he'll be nice to me then. But he can handle himself, but he's got his family with him. You know, he's got a concern for that. So, uh, Bobby, just in short, how would you encourage someone, you know, dealing with that issue? Because you're wanting to help people, but you are putting yourself at risk uh, when you expose yourself, even just rolling down your window. I mean, for crying out loud, carjackings are common in Dallas now in broad daylight. So what do you do with that? Well, I would say we have to use uh, wisdom in those things if you sense that uh, you could be in danger. For example, I've been in this work for 25 years, and um, uh, at times when I leave uh, Dallas Life Foundation, I have uh, someone come up to me, a guy, say, Pastor, would you take me over and drop me off uh, across town? Right. And I'll say no. Right. Well, really? Yes. Leaving the shelter leaving where they're the getting shelter. help. And, and, and why should, would you do that? Why would you say no? Well, uh, to be wise right, and, you know, right. harmless. Um, We've learned that, in fact. I've learned that through the years in ministry. Yeah, me too. Now, um, if I have the opportunity to have someone go with me, right. that's using wisdom. Right. And yeah, so that's I, very would, smart. I would say that uh, I've done that. As a principle, yeah, I even had uh, you know not not necessarily talking about the homeless, but just in trying to help people and being prudent about it. A prudent mm-hmm. man looks well to his going, but the simple pass on and are punished. I don't want to be the simple. I want to look well to my going. I even had a dilemma about the reality that if I'm driving down a road, and this actually happened to me, and I see a, a single woman who needs help, maybe even a member of my church, and she needs help. She's walking and she's alone. Uh, I'm not uh, clearly I'm not going to stop and pick her up and take her somewhere by myself. It just puts me at too great a risk as a minister. But aside from just being in the ministry as a husband, I want to be faithful to my wife. And I I don't know what a woman's going to say after that. So I just don't want to put myself at risk. I did have a man. In fact, it was Dr. Johnson, uh, Jerry Johnson, who uh, said uh, his solution to that problem was if he saw somebody in that grave a need and needed to meet it, he'd just get out of his car and ask him to take it. And he'd be the one that was walking. Uh, (laughs) Now, that's making a sacrifice or a commitment. I, I don't know. But that's being smarter than putting yourself at risk for the things we were talking about. Would you agree? Uh, I would agree. I think we have to use wisdom yeah. in, in those situations. I appreciate that. Um, hey, listen, we have Rob holding on the line. I uh, appreciate your holding through the break, Rob. Uh, this is Barry Kramer. What do you have for us today? Uh, hello, gentlemen. I'm really enjoying the show. It's, Praise it's the Lord. quite a quandary. Uh, I'm a chaplain out here at General Motors. Ah. Uh, the only... The only thing that I, uh, I don't think I've ever refused anybody. I right. sound uh, all super spiritual and everything, but I I don't believe I've refused anybody any monies. But if uh, the money situation comes up and it's requested of me, uh, I might offer a quarter. And if they all of a sudden look down on that, then right. I'll know that there's really an ulterior motive. Not a sincere need then. Yes, sir. Sure. And then... Uh, but if they take the quarter with great gratitude, I'll gladly hand them a dollar or two. I got you. Um, but, yeah, I, I with the carjacking and what you said, you know, Jesus said, when you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking about the cool cup of water and, and on and yeah. on as he, as he spoke. And I know that in Baker's time, in the biblical times, uh, beggars was actually a job. They wore a specific uh, outfit. Coat. Well, of course, that that was the only way that, that they could make ends meet in that day. It's not like you had welfare yeah. back then, like we do today. It's not like we had the social organizations that we do today, or that the church had formed into the state that it's supposed to be in today of to meeting that need. I mean, when you gave alms in those days, that meant literally giving to the poor. So, exactly. I, I don't think we're in the same situation now. I mean, I, no, I, it's, uh, it's really a quandary because our times people take so much advantage of uh, 
sorry it's so noisy out here. I'm out here at the plant. But it's... Uh, right. No, I understand. It's, it's just uh, the time we live in, we have to we, be very cautious. Right. Really uh, go by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Wise but harmless, as Bobby has said a couple of times. I uh, I was just reading uh, from uh, our producer about a pastor who bought a new shovel, kept it in his office. And then when somebody would come by and ask for help, he'd give him the shovel, and uh, he'd offer to pay him some money for digging in the flower beds. Uh, and he said he never had a taker. Uh, that may be the case. I, I think that would probably be true. I You know, I want to, Bobby, uh, this is the deal for me. You may or may not have time even to reply to this, or you may or may not have an opinion you want to share on this. But, you know, for me, my main concern is enabling people. And in this culture, we have resources and institutions for meeting those needs. And I, I believe I ought to be a part of personally being involved in those things and meeting their needs. I, I agree with that. I know the listeners panic when I say those words, like I'm just going to hand it over to somebody else. But I've got to say, I, I, I do not want to enable someone to continue to do without what they could have if they were to take the initiative to do something about it. Uh, I don't want, as a parent, man, if my son blows a test, I'm not going to blame the teacher. I'm not going to go to the school and say, hey, why'd you give my son a bad score? I want my son to have to live with the pressure that goes with not getting a good grade and then fix it. And lo and behold, he does. And he takes up that cause and he fixes it himself. And the same thing with trouble. If he's in trouble, he's in trouble with me. I want him to have to fix it at the school. And so when a father's hungry and his kids are hungry, I want that to motivate him to go and work and do something. So how do you react to all of that? Well, I would say that, again, you take the time to um, investigate not only helping individuals, but going to ministries that can do long-term ministry to the individual that you're trying to help. Right. Like um, Don't have to be short-sighted right, about it. Like the Dallas Life Foundation, like the Union Gospel Mission that's been in Dallas for a long time, right. Bill Thompson, who's the executive director there, Mission Arlington with Tilly Bergen, right. um, the Salvation Army. But I would say go to those organizations and take the time to see what programs that they have. For example, if the person has an uh, alcohol problem, yeah. make sure that the program they're getting in is Christ-centered. Right. Because we sure. don't need to leave the gospel, which is the most important thing That's right. that we're supposed to be sharing with the people. Man, I, I will agree 100% don't with that. Don't leave the gospel out of it. Make sure that, that the programs that they have are Christ-centered, that Christ right. is at the center. I, I think people do get that backwards sometimes. They think that the gospel is so that social needs can be met and don't realize that people have any kind of need, whether it's familial or social, relational, psychological, whatever, they have that need so that they'll come to Christ, so that they'll be drawn to a real and eternal relationship with Christ. So I agree with that, and I appreciate your saying that. Listen, uh, Dallas has been counted as the sixth meanest city in the nation, uh, according to this MSN report, MSNBC report from last year. The sixth meanest city in the country. I don't want to be the meanest city in the country, and I, and I don't want to be a mean man in the city. I want to be kind, and I want to be compassionate. But I, I, don't, I don't want to do it foolishly or short-sightedly or imprudently, as Bobby was talking about also. Instead, I want to see the value of a human being in desperate need and do the best with what God has given me to meet that person's real need, including the gospel. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.